Good morning, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, October 17th in the year 2023. This is like morning physical fitness for Jesus. It's like, what are you doing on? What are you doing in the morning? Coffee and Jesus push-ups. That's what I'm doing. So get ready, Patriots. We've got some coffee and Jesus push-ups to kick out, and we're gonna do it. It's awesome. This is this is like the best thing. 6 a.m. in the morning on the West Coast, by the way. I don't know where you are on the East Coast. Y'all, like, I, I get to sleep in. I know this because I was just over there. So these shows every day, you're like, ah, oh, stretch, cool. Get to get up nine o'clock, do my morning show at nine over on the West Coast. We're like, get up, private, get up. It's time for you to get to Bard's bended knee. Let's go. It's awesome. Hey, Patriots, one thing we definitely want to talk about today. You know what that is. You know what that is. That that's gonna be things like, what what do you do when the when the bad guys come knocking at your door? You know, you, you know, we we're gonna have like big prayer defense walls and all this stuff. But we're in a crazy time. Things are like not staying together too well, and kind of unraveling a little bit. And what you don't want to do is be unprepared. And the last thing you want to do is in the reaction of all things, like running down to the gun store, buying a gun, and then sticking it on the shelf. That's bad. Bad idea. You need to have an active training for all your firearms. Be active in it, engaged in it, practice, keeping your skills up, being safe handling in the guns, all that sort of thing, right? And it's not always easy to get to the range, nor is it cost-effective. Things are expensive these days between gas, range, time, and ammo, which is equally expensive. That's why we've got iTarget Pro. You can practice anytime in the safety and the convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app. This is good. Load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm and start training. See, this is a dry fire training system, and it's dry fire training is used by the highest level shooters in the world, and that's what we're doing here, except we're adding a laser bullet that allows you to determine your accuracy. Practice alone. You can compete with friends because it's you know, an app, right? Or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. It's awesome. So go to itargetpro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use your offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And you know that's like the coolest offer code on the entire web. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regime. Yep, it's absolutely true. That's one of the methods I was used, was used to train me. Get yours today. And so all you need to do is type in the letter I, targetpro.com itargetpro.com use your offer code bards i think it's cool yes we've got some some stuff today some really cool stuff take a listen to this this is one of the best videos that i've came across on tiktok understand that this is not made up everything that she's saying is what's really going on the best way to gain control of the most intelligent powerful species on the planet would be to completely divide them from the love within themselves as soon as they are old enough to begin creating an understanding of who they are force them into a system that teaches them that it is wrong to be yourself if yourself is different from what is accepted as normal confuse them about their own biological makeup so that they think that permanently altering their body is the answer to happiness require 
their daily attendance at an institution that makes them focus only on the information that is provided. Make them attend that institution from age five until an adult and repeatedly test them on the information so that it becomes their truth. Give them an explanation to everything so that they never have a chance to make their own assumptions of the world. Scold them and humiliate them if they suggest an opinion that opposes that of their authoritatives. Keep reminding them of how cruel their ancestors were to each other in the past and broadcast how cruel they are to each other in the present. Only show them tragedies on the news so that they live in fear and think the worst of one another. Convince them that their species used to be that of an incognizant wild animal. Make them think that their very existence is so incredibly random that they lack purpose and struggle to make sense of a creator. Tell them that their kind is as smart as they've ever been so that they don't question the integrity of the system that they're in. Provide them idols with artificial beauty and use them as examples of what it is to look perfect so that they are never content with their own appearance and can't help but to compare themselves amongst each other. Create addictive digital platforms that rank them by numbers so that they base their self-worth off of the amount of followers that they have and are never satisfied. Man, does that like hit home or what? That is everything that these children are being inoculated and indoctrinated with. Look, parents, I'm just making a plea to you, and I'm serious. I've said this so many times here, but I'm just, my heart just aches for these children. Get your kids out of public school. Get them out of public school. And if we're in a situation, if you are in a situation where you can assist a parent by supporting homeschooling, make a, helping make a local pod, do something like that, please. Do everything we can to get these children out and get them into the teachings founded on Scripture. You know, you could just take a child and do one thing. Give them the Bible, and you could build an entire education from preschool to high school out of that. And the only major textbooks they would ever need would be the Bible. They're going to learn to write. They're going to learn to read. They're going to learn to use cursive. When we say write, I mean, because you're going to recopy things. You're going to learn to spell. There's math in there. And you can expound upon it. And the biggest thing is they're learning that deep relationship with our, with our Father and the Holy Spirit. We are so powerful, and they have literally cut the floor out from underneath us. And everything is centered on this power of love. You know, I, I keep telling the stories over the last, and they'll continue, over the last four weeks. And those stories become essential in reminding myself and hopefully inspiring all of us as to the magnitude of who we are as people. That, as, that summary I just played is the absolute best summary I have heard as to how far they have moved the brilliance of God's creation, for we are created in his image, to the trash pile that they want us to live in. And the sad part is, so many have accepted that as normal. When you look around the world, we know that God doesn't go out here and go, okay, hey, we're going to have uh, 30% homeless in the city that are going to be addicted to drugs and suffering from porn addiction. And oh, by the way, we're going to make sure that every child in the world has to have you know, 12, 10 out of 12 or 8 out of 12 children by the age of 12 watch porn. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Because that tells everybody one thing constantly is that God is imperfect. God is not imperfect. Our enemy is destructive and ruthless. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning just humbled, place ourselves before the throne, and just right now, Father, just the weight of the children, the weight of the children. 
This is such an hour right now that so much is going on. And we're just praying for the depth and weight that this represents in our nation and our world. We focus a lot, Father, on child sex trafficking and the damage caused by that type of abuse. And it's much and it's deep. As we placed ourselves here this morning, Father, we literally are hands up and just praying for the mercy for this nation because there is so much darkness in our country. But we are going to have to open our eyes and we have to go to the depth and to the root and to the seed of what this problem is. And ultimately, it is at the center point of love. Our enemy hates that four-letter word, love. Hates that at every level. Wants to damage us from we're young, separate us from the nurturing needed in our life. The enemy wants to disrupt the unity and beauty that we that children have, we all have had with you, Father. The enemy wants to scar us with emotional trauma and even physical trauma to leave us in a way that we are forever wounded and that we don't turn our eyes to you. And worse, Father, the enemy convinces us that or tries and is too often successful to say, your God didn't protect you. And so we turn our eyes not to you, but away from you, and we forsake you. And as we strip out the, the principal framework of the entire world, which is literally a framework of faith and love, and love through you and in you, we then step outside of that and wander into the desert, and then when things go wrong, we forsake you in anger, and we forsake you in frustration, and we turn away and we say, this, this God of ours is just whatever it is. I'll worry about it later in my life. I'm just going to walk in this world and fill my heart with the things that this world is promising me to give. In our time, Father, that was simple. It was in terms of things. It was, I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to get a new TV. I'm going to buy a new house. I'm going to build new clothes. But the destructive force of that was immense because we began to see our identity not as the perfection in which you created in us, but rather the things of which this world would define us. We became of this world. Today, we've allowed this to go further. And as, we, as I speak this testimony of my heart today, Father, this is a heavy one as we start to look at how we have allowed this enemy to creep into our homes. Bibles don't get read. They get stuck on a shelf, if there's a Bible at all. We don't pray as a collective community in the family. We don't teach the word. We don't. This is the general average of most households. And again, Father, we have the strongholds of beauty and strength and the glory of the Lord that are all over, and we praise them. Amen. But this root is so corrupted right now. We literally are going to have to take an ax to the root to get the new seed, the sprout, to literally bring about a glory of heaven in every single home. Because, Father, the children are at risk here, but worst part is that the, the parents don't know any different. They've never grown up in a home where love and the love in you and the definition of even the relationships with you in terms of a spiritual relationship have been forged and created to prosper that love and beauty within the home. We've fallen into a society where relationships aren't defined by the spiritual connection and beauty in which you give us. We don't wait and pray to see who our partner, wife, or husband will be. We eagerly jump and grab whichever one is out there that makes us feel good because of the way they look 
or worse, the sexual attractions that drive us into a, a spiral of defining relationships through the bed rather than relationships through the heart. Father, all these things and so much more we place today before you in a, in a prayer of forgiveness, repentance for this nation, repentance for our own self, for so much of this we have walked ourselves, and we pray for mercy. Father, we also pray for the mightiness and the power of the love, the love that only you can provide at the measure that is needed right now, to pour love into these children, to pour love into these parents, to pour love into these households, to pour love into the family. This is such a weighty thing. And it's one of these things that the enemy has done such an amazing job of creating a view of a mountain that looks like it's impossible to climb. And we tell ourselves this, the family's too broken to fix. The country's too broken to fix. Father, I'm guilty of the same. And we forget something. We are your children, and you are the one God, the God of miracles. So, Father, we're praying in today for a miracle, the glory and power of a miracle of love to sweep across this nation because you can overcome anything. And our heart and prayers are for a nation to restore the family, to transform the family into a foundation that's solid, pure, that does its job to wrap around the children. We pray for those families that are broken, that they can be healed. We pray for these children who have aching hearts. And we know that there so many are there, the ones that seek to have a mother that don't, the ones that seek to have a father that don't, the ones that just seek to have a family and, and, and getting neglected. That's at the core. It's at the root of our problem. And once that happens and the child becomes lonely, neglected, abused, the enemy just sits there on the side and smiles because they know that they have left a trap and a scar that will take generations, if years if not generations to heal. So, Father, as we close this prayer today, we also pray for a movement of deliverance in this nation, to sweep this nation. And, Father... As we have just seen the success and beauty of what happens with this, with Bards Fest, and you have allowed us to step in that gap, to be part of that sweeping movement, to deliver people from the healing, from the pains and aches, the internal wounds, even the demons that attach to them, we just pray for more. We pray for the opportunity, and, and I say to myself and all those that will join, send me, and I will step into that gap in any day. You've shown us how when tribes come together, the power that we can make in helping one another to raise each other up. You've shown us that in visible form, with the miracles before our very eyes, people that have come in disabled in so many ways in their spiritual self, that have walked out completely freed, completely transformed through the power of prayer and the power of your miracles through us. So, Father, our prayers are mighty today. We're praying for the miracle of the restoration of the family. We're praying that the children get a seat in a, in a throne room of their own, each home special and anointed for them to be raised in an environment where the Holy Spirit lives and they're empowered not just by the baptisms of fire but the, or the baptisms of water, but by the baptisms of fire to bring the Holy Spirit into this world for they are the change that we need. 
and they can minister to their their parents. They can bring the power of Jesus within the home. And Father, we're praying for the opportunity for all, all those that will join to step into this gap and to be part of this change, to become truly the healing warriors of our time, to lift these people up out of the darkness, to heal the wounds, the scars that are old and deep, and to pour into them the love of a father, you, Father, to restore and set free. Thank you, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Man, so important. So, so important. We have to get to the root, and we have to pray for the children and the families. And the good news is, the good news is, the children can change a family. There are some of the best testimonies at the Church of Glad Tidings. It was Thursday last week that I was had the blessing and was asked to come minister to the children. The youth would be a better collective term over at the worship hall at the school. It's a K through 12 school. And so they broke them into two groups. They had the junior high, which would be seventh and up to high school. And then they have the other ones, which were sixth grade and down. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I don't care where you are, that that seventh grade up to 12th grade, that's a tough crowd, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're just trying to get attention, and they're just kind of looking at you like, hmm. And you don't know how to read it. And that's so much of the world in which we live. So many of these kids have been through, these young young people have been through trauma. And the trauma, maybe some of it's extreme in the family, and there is some. And you can see it. There's one little girl there that... Um, we're going to pray for for a second, I, I, and I always want it. That's why I want to tell you this story. This is a crowd of, I don't know, I'm going to say about 25 students, maybe 30. And I had had a chance to speak to them the day before, one particular class of them, the seniors. And the whole discussion I was having was spiritual warfare and getting them to understand that they are children in the army of Christ that they're stepping in as soldiers and broke that down into a discussion of what their basic training looks like, what their advanced training looks like, and what it is to be deployed into the world as a soldier under the banner of Christ. And you never, this is a difficult crowd because they don't react to your things you say. They, they, a lot of their world, they have been so heavily attacked. And adults are extremely responsible for this because we turn and point our finger and say, your generation is screwed up. We curse them. Your generation did this. We curse them. You, your generation isn't gonna, doesn't know what we know. We curse them. And in so doing, we, we're putting curses upon that generation, which is not theirs to bear, and yet we're giving it to them to bear. My talk was different. Spirit led all the way to tell them that you're the future, and you're the hope, and you're the inspiration. And we need to come to you humbly and say, we have some things to help you. We have some things to teach you. If you'll take the mantles that we offer and now to rise up and to be great in the powers and the walk of love and the the body of Christ. That, that is the message these kids need to hear. So in the midst of this, um, and by the way, they did hear it. I'll get to that in the end. In, In the main body, 
of this discussion, which was Thursday morning, and they were, man, it was a heavy, heaviness of the heart that was in there that morning. And I don't know where that came from, but it was just like, ugh. They came in and they all looked like, you know, the, the adult that is used to having a six-shot espresso every morning that didn't get it for two days. Yeah, that kind of look. Just like dragging themselves in. It was like a heavy-duty slumber spirit that had set in on all of them. And, and it's not ex- unexpected because it's literally the attack that comes in a spiritual form to try to get them not to hear the message. And it was so difficult at first. So I wasn't even introduced yet. So I started walking around and we were doing worship and trying to get everybody to stand up. And, and they're really polite over there, kind of like, why did you stand up? <laughs> I kind of went into like full dr- drill sergeant mode. Get up, let's go, let's stand, that sort of thing. And they responded well, and it was awesome. So we got them all praying in worship, and then all of a sudden that darkness, that heaviness of the spirit broke. And I looked around, and outside of just a handful of kids, which we'll get to them in just a second, there's like 20, 25 children, youth, that's children's not the right term, of these youth. They just left their seats, and they broke into two groups, and they all took communion together. It was awesome. Now you're seeing the heart of Jesus work in this room. It was beautiful. And I'm watching this. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. So we got everybody back up. We all held hands, made a big circle. We prayed, kind of got all the, everybody in. And as we're going, then there was a young lady that's sitting off to the side. And you couldn't miss it, but let me tell you, when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't let you miss it. And this, she can't be more than 14 years old, maybe 15. She, she's got spike wristbands on. She's got heavy coats over her. She's got a skull, um, like skull rings on and just all sorts of heaviness. And I came up to her and I reached out to pray for her and I just put my hand on her head. Wow. She jumped back from me like you couldn't believe. And immediately, it was all there. It was all there. This child had been so darkly violated and abused. And it just about makes you just sick and cry. And so I prayed for her anyway. I mean, I, and it's funny because there was a review that was sent. Uh, all the, the school requires that all the students give a review of, the, of a guest speaker and they were all amazing from my perspective because the things that I wanted them to hear that I prayed that they would hear that you're a warrior in Christ overcome fear prayer is your is one of your greatest weapons of war the amazing thing is that message was there out of all all of these cards that I get with review that was the types of that was basically the message that they were saying thank you and the biggest thing is thank you for believing in us man does that settle your heart or what Thank you for believing in us. What are we doing as adults? If our children are just simply saying that, thank you for believing in us, because we're not telling them that they're, that they're powerful. We're not telling them that this is the future. We need to be. We are the voice that they need to hear to stand up. And that's important. But this one card came through and it said, I hated it. Don't ever touch me again. And the there was a comment put on the card that said, Scott, this is not against you. This is the young lady that you know who we're talking about. It's really dealing with a lot of emotional, spiritual damage. 
please pray for her. So we're going to close this morning with a prayer for her. Father, we place before you a young lady. You know who she is. We don't need to speak her name. But she's there in that seat, and she's representative of many. She's been damaged. She's been hurt. She's been violated. And she's had the neglect that only the darkest heart would do, and she doesn't even know the word love. And yet, Father, within that, there is a beautiful heart. You showed that. She's just deeply wounded. So, Father, we raise our prayer hands today in prayer. Prayer to heal a heart that it seems to be so broken that it, cannot, it can't even reach to the world and see the love that's around it. To touch a heart that's been so deeply wounded that it revolts back and against any attempt to give it love. So, Father, we pray into that heart and we break the chains of pain and we place a hedge of protection around this young lady and we forge that in the blood of Christ. And that hedge of protection now goes infinitely down and infinitely up. And we breathe life into her heart. And we fill, that, fill her and surround her with the Holy Spirit. And we pray healing into her heart. And Jesus, as you have given us the authorities for healing this morning, we declare healing over this young lady. Healing that will break the shell of her heart and let you in. And Jesus, we're asking here before you to say, please, Jesus, just place your hand upon her. And let those wounds be torn from her. And let the love fill her. And let the heart be restored. And may your eyes move from darkness to start seeing your face, Jesus. And may this be such a transformative moment deep within that she literally is moved from pain to joy. And let the memories of the past be erased. And may be pushed away. And may they be rewritten in a powerful way so that this young lady can walk free, be surrounded by, by love, and be healed to walk into this world as it was intended, free and in love with you. Thank you, Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We need to spend time lifting these young people up. They are in the middle of a war, a hot war, it's being designed specifically to separate them from the core and root thing that they need the most, which is love. So as hard as it may seem, because their shells are hard, but I'm telling you with some real encouragement. I'm speaking in front of them. It's a tough crowd. But I never didn't believe. I didn't stop thinking. I didn't stop pushing. I pressed in and I spoke Jesus in so many ways. And when I saw those testimonies that come out, came out, I was just so deeply humbled and smiled that the messages that I had put on my heart, God had led me to speak, that, want, that were for them to hear, they heard. And they heard because of the simple thing, thank you for believing in us. And we must. Patriots, going to have a good interview tonight on Bards FM. Basil Boz is going to talk a lot about child sex trafficking. An amazing man. And then every night going forward, don't forget, we started last night. It's awesome. We've got a real good focus for Fishers of Men. Great shows 
started out last night, we're focused on spiritual warfare in its many forms at its core, but deliverance, healing, and prayer, those things. And we're focused a lot on the foundations of deliverance for, for a while here. It's really good. Hope you have a great day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.